Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive LLC. See you soon. Is it my turn? Is it my turn? Oh, there she goes, bashing her microphone, dropping her microphone. Is that their, is that your mic drop thing? You do the clunk mic drop, right? Watch me I do, the- just so everybody knows that I'm about to come on. Watch me do the mic drop. Okay, first off, unbelievable as it may sound, we're back on the Trimal cast. Woohoo! Yes, after almost two weeks, CenturyLink got our, got our, uh, our uh, what do you call it? <laughs> our internet fixed at the KSLQ transmitter site. Oh, my God, what a mess. They're right on top of that, Rose. Oh, man, very frustrating, very frustrating. Uh, anyway, uh, we're going to be positive this morning because today is October 1st. 2021 not only is it a new month it's beginning of a fourth quarter fourth quarter and i got to say that properly because my kansas city friends were saying i can't believe you people in st louis say quarter where's the r there's two r's in there quarter would you do that far yeah far why'd you do that far <laughs> it's like listen to dr fauci everything's no r's he can't say an r you know every you know like he has that that you know like he it's not a car it's a car you got the car Oh, got it. You know, How fun is that? There's no R in there. Anyway. You know what else is going on in October? What's that? My granddaughter's going to be born. Really? Any, yes. Any day now, right? I'm sorry? Any day now, right? Yes. Her due date is October 31st, but she may come early. Okay. Well. And so we don't know. That, I mean, it all depends on when she wants to make her entrance. Hold it. The due date is October 31st? Yes. So Halloween baby? Yes. Wow. You know, they have a special procedure out there at the baby factory. What is that? Uh, they have to, uh, they, put them, they, they put them in a pumpkin. They take all the little, you know, what are the bassinets, whatever they call, what are those things? They put the one, what are those little things they put them in? Raisinets. They're called bassinets. Raisinets or something like that. Are they raisinets? <laughs> raisinets. <laughs> bassinets. Okay. They, they chop the tops off of big pumpkins and they put the kids in there. Any of the kids are born October 31st. Oh, that's going to be so cute. You didn't know about that? Because everything is pumpkin. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Pumpkin pumpkin white castles. They've got the special pumpkin white castles this month. Ew. <laughs> They're actually pretty good. Anyway. Yuck, lo- ew. Lot of st- so um, a little later, can we talk about something that happened in my neighborhood yes, just last night? Well, more importantly, and I don't know if should I bring this up in the air because you and I have not talked off air before. Everything go okay yesterday? It did. Okay, so you're good? I'm okay. Your husband good? He will be. But he came through okay? Yes, he did. Okay. Because, uh, you know, when we put that out, you always talk about, well, you put things out in the you always take it when I say something weird. You always say, you put that out in the universe, it's going to happen. So we'll put that out in the universe for everybody to have good thoughts for your husband. And if it's true about you saying putting things out in the universe, then all these people who are listening to us, all two of them. <laughs> that's not true. There's three. That's you, me, and and your and your daughter, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. And 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 her baby, so three and a half. So he's not born. What is it? Is it he or she? It's a she. It's a she. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know, I thought about that. You can't say that anymore. No, I can because well, I really don't care about the pronouns. <laughs> it's a she/her. I've I've decided on my pronoun. Actually, I I sort of interesting. I read this interesting article. I mean. It's the church thing. I read this thing from a, a priest talking about 
like a Jesuit. Isn't a Jesuit the same thing as a priest? Aren't they like just a division of the Catholic Church or something like that? I, I have no answer. Okay. I, I don't know the answer to that know. question. Anyway, this guy's a Jesuit, and he's talking about that there is, and your are the perfect pronouns because they're nonspecific. So you know how, remember we talked about that one that one seminar where uh, Vice President Harris was at this seminar, and they had a nameplate in front of her, and it, you know, it said her, you know, Vice President Kamala Harris. And then in parentheses it had he, or no, it had she, her as their selected pronouns. I have selected my, I have two pronouns every time you refer to me. If you don't use my name, I want you to say his dudeness. That's what I want. That's my, that's my pronoun. His dudeness? Yes. You know, like, like, you know, like you say his highness, Uh huh. you know, like his dudeness. Yeah, that's going to happen. <laughs> you don't think? <laughs> Not for me. <laughs> you know, I tell you what, I've been, I'm detoxing off KWMU. I've been off for like two weeks and I feel so I'm much so better. I'm so proud of you. Oh, but the other day there was something happened. I thought, I wonder what, what KW, KWMU is doing. And I tuned out. And what are they talking about? Uh, once again, everything's race and gendered stuff. You know, well, so and so. That's because that's the hot button. But but they're trying to take all that off of Afghanistan. I just am so tired of, you know. I mean, once again, here's, I I learned a lot in college, and like I've talked about this before, Maslow's theory of hier- hierarchy. Okay. Yeah. If if someone is standing on a street corner, let's say it's Kamala Harris, and she's standing on a street corner, and she's being interviewed by the press. And she's saying, well, I think it's very important that you respect people's use of pronouns. And all of a sudden, down the street, a huge explosion happens, and a big ball of fire comes flying up the street. Do you think anybody there cares about their pronouns? No. No. Because of the fact that, once again, it's Maslow's theory of hierarchy. If you keep going up that triangle, that pyramid, you know, when you go up, you know what we're talking about. It's a theory of of essentially... uh, the idea being is that as, as you get things on your triangle, uh, you become, you keep elevating yourself. And basic needs are like caveman. Think of this like caveman. What did caveman think about? Caveman didn't think about it's Friday, what bars he going to because there were no bars back there. Caveman's thinking about how is he going to keep the tiger out of his cave so the tiger won't come and kill him and his wife. And what's he going to kill today so he's going to drag home so his wife's going to cook it, Okay. And he's worried about is maybe he's going to cook it. Well, no, no, not, not maybe his wife doesn't cook. No, that's not the way caveman was. That's you don't what, know that. You I do there. know that. I, I there's that that one man because show. Because of Geico. No, there's that one man show that used to tour the country. The guy used to talk about what whatever you knew about the caveman. You know what I'm talking about? No. It's pretty funny. It was a one. Originally, it was some comic came up with it, and it was so successful. Let me see. And what he did was he taught a pretty interesting idea. He, like, franchised his comedy routine, and he taught it all these comedians. And they went and they toured the country, and they gave this comedy routine. And it was about, I me find it. I can't remember what it's called. Comedy routine. Uh, and essentially, it was funny, but it was very serious in respect to what he talked about. It was all Maslow, comedy routine, caveman, uh, caveman. Okay, let me find it. Do, 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 
Okay, here it is. Defending the Caveman. Defending the Caveman is a comedy play written by American actor and comedian Rob Becker about the misunderstandings between men and women. Defending the Caveman has been seen in theaters around the world by more than 8 million people, blah, blah, blah. It has been performed in over 35 different languages. Theater mogul is the rights holder of the play. And essentially, he talks about Caveman. And and everything you need to know about life, you go back to the caveman. You know what's the everything they said? They said what's the stupid thing they said? Everything I learned, I learned in the in kindergarten. What's that stupid thing? You know, like you ever heard that before? I have. Okay, it's sort of like the same thing, like that. Anyway, the idea being that that if you go back and look at caveman, you realize where we're at today. And because of caveman, and I really, I wonder if there really were cavemen. You know, you know, think about that. You know, like in the area in the area around here, there are natural caves, but in some places they're not. There are no natural caves like in certain areas. Like I don't think there's caves in, in like the desert and stuff like that, the Mojave Desert, places like that. Obviously there's caves, they're man made caves. You know, uh what's interesting, you go to Kansas City, there's a bunch of them in Kansas City. They have they have truck terminals in caves in Kansas City. Did you know that? Did you know that there are uh, caves underneath Cave Springs? I did know that. Matter of fact, I've been down there before. There's a happening party going on on Friday nights. It's yeah, just... there is. <laughs> and did you know that Weldon Springs is not Weldon Springs? What is it? Weldon Spring, singular. Oh, okay. See, I th- I tricked you on that one, didn't that I? That was important. <laughs> it's that like, was an important it's like piece of knowledge I needed to have. Everybody talks about Little Debbie's. But actually, it's Little Debbie. It's not little. It's not plural. It's singular. Little Debbie. And you know what? You know what happens today? What? Pumpkin, blah, blah, blah. Oh, no, they're fall cakes. Oh, they've already been out. But there's something special that happens today we'll talk about next hour. Okay? You ready? What's We've, that? I uh, want to talk about what happened in my neighborhood. Can't do that. Why? You know what happened? In, I can tell you what happened, by the way. <laughs> I've been busy. You're going to like this. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Listen carefully. FA Mobile 317. <laughs> Please don't do that. Or this one. But I had a problem talking on the radios. I did. I actually did. FA Mobile 317. <laughs> but I had a problem talking on the radios. You their have been busy, haven't you? Close to mine. Put your face up here so I can give you kisses. I'm having a party. That's what I say come? to my puppies. I'm having a party. Want to come? Straighten their back up and then they put their face close to mine. Did you turn me on? Did you turn me on? Did you turn me on? FA Mobile 317. Did you turn me on? FA Mobile 317. Did you turn me on? But I had a problem talking on the radios. Aren't those great? They're amazing. Thank you, Brad, for for really getting in there and deep diving. <laughs> Six twenty-six. This won't keep up. What was that again? That is true. That is a true statement. There will be a trial, and when that trial ends, senators will have to decide if they believe Donald John Trump incited the erection. (laughs) Did you? Did you? You know, he probably did. did You ruse the day. Did you hear that he said that? Did you hear the testimony? Did two days in a row? Uh -uh. The 
uh, God, what is he? The Austin, he's the uh, he's the defense secretary, something like that. He okay. talked about ninety thousand people that we executed. <laughs> Two days in a row, he said it. Okay. And he he meant to say evacuated, but instead he said executed. <laughs> and not once. I'm so proud of our. He leaders. did it like on Wednesday. Did it on like Thursday. It's going like, what is with this guy? <laughs> so maybe they did execute ninety thousand people in Afghanistan. I have no idea. Okay, time for a break. It is six twenty-seven. Westplex one hundred seven point one AM thirteen fifty crap and back again. FM one hundred four point five KSOQ. We're on the Trammelcast, Shelley. On the Trammel Trammelcast. I'm so excited. You know that anyone song really, really comes home to me. It really does. It really sort of hits me, hits me hard. Why? You know, it, it's it's hard about you and me. You know, when we put the show on the air, you know, the owner of the station wanted to put me on with uh, Wendy Weiss. And I said, no, I don't want to do it with Wendy Weiss. Then it was Ron Jacober. And I said, no, I don't want to do a show with Ron Jacober. And I said, if it's not Shelly, I'm not doing it with anyone. And then they said, well, we've got Charlie Brennan. I go, nope, not doing it with Charlie Brennan. We've got... We've got Howard Stern. I go, nah, he takes off too much time. He only works three days a week, and he takes the summer off. It's got to be Shelley, or it's not anyone. You're so funny. <laughs> You're very sweet. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's really funny that you say that, because that's true. If you know the history of this show, Shelley bugged me for what? Three years. We need to do a morning show. Yes, it'd be you it and me. We call it BS in the morning. I don't want to do a morning show. I don't want to do it with you. And finally, one day, July first. What was it? Twenty nineteen. So we're yes. in year number three. July first, we went on the air. And just like, for example, there have been times along the way where you didn't believe. Like, for example, when I put us on the Trammelcast for the first time, I said, "Hey, we're on Westplex one hundred seven. We're on AM thirteen fifty. We're on KSOQ." You go. No, we're not. <laughs> yes, we are. No, we're not. We're not on the KSLQ. Yes, we are. And thanks to the great staff at CenturyLink who worked around the clock for almost two weeks. <laughs> they worked around Solid. the clock for almost two weeks to get our internet back so we can be back on KSLQ Live. Anyway, that's a whole other story. Uh, got a lot of stuff to talk about this morning. Uh, interesting things. Interesting situation. Everybody wishes now they lived in Cool Valley. Right there um, on I-70. You know, Why? Um, I'm so, I'll tell you about that. It's pre, I, I'm, I'm scratching my head over this. I read this press release yesterday and thought to myself, okay, I don't quite understand this. But it's, so what is it? It's the mayor of Cool Valley. There's 1,500 households, not residents, but 1,500 households, and that could be you know, one or more people in each house. Um, and he's giving each one of them something special. But the interesting part of it is he's giving a seminar on – how to appreciate what he's given them because most people went what we're getting a what <laughs> and and it's like it's like i don't quite understand and what are they getting i'll tell you next hour well we'll talk about that and the big controversy in washmo the, we'll talk what, about this next hour you know what the big controversy in washmo is i don't it's the toilet bowl brush that sounds of importance, and that sounds pretty appropriate for Washmo. No, it's the toilet bowl brush. It really is. It's the toilet. It's like everybody is is going crazy nuts because of the toilet bowl brush. Okay. And you know, we'll talk about that next hour as well, too. Okay. Things to look forward to. Okay. Now, <laughs> once again, 
I when I we do the show, I record the show, and Shelly says these wonderful things. Okay, I'm going to play this one, and I played it last break. FA Mobile 317. Okay, explain that. What do you want me to explain? That's actually what you can. That's that's when the you, organization and the number of the vehicle, and that's what you do when you call up to the tower to uh, clear to cross a runway. Okay, so when Shelly used to work for the FAA, and literally she was out there on the runways, and the ATC guys would screw with her because she would be between the runways, and they were they would not talk back to her. So she'd be stuck out there and the planes would be landing and the planes would be landing within like what, 50, 100 feet of you? Yeah, it was it was pretty intense <laughs> okay, that day. Okay. So I have been close to a runway when a big like what they call a heavy has come in, not that close. When you were out there and this is back in the day. 624 doesn't count, Brad. What's that? 624 doesn't count. What do you mean 624 doesn't count? The runway 624. What do you mean? They still land heavies on 624. Not when I was there. Back in the day, matter of fact, when they were rebuilding Lambert, they were that's the only runway they used because I bought a house and I got a super deal on it because of that. Did I ever tell you that story? No, but that was way before my my time. I bought a that house. That was BS. I bought a house in in Hazelwood, and uh, on the flight path <laughs> of six two four because of the fact that that the main runways were being rebuilt. And they were routing all the traffic in 624. And this house was for sale. And everybody go, oh, my God, it's terrible. The planes are flying. Really, the planes were literally flying over the house because they were on yeah. 624. Because, and if you know what we're talking about, the two main runways. And when, when you give these numbers, they're compass points. So if you're coming in from the east, you're flying in on, at Lambert, you're flying in on runway 30, left and right. If you're coming in from the west... And you're headed, what you're, you're heading is, your heading is 120. They just knocked the zero off. So in other words, if you're landing on runway 12, you're actually heading compass point 120, 120 degrees. So 624 is like the cross runway at Lambert. And matter of fact, the northern edge of it, and it's almost since 6, that would be 60 degrees, you're pretty close to being, you know, it's I guess it would be like north-northeast. And on the southern end of the runway, it goes right over the Radisson route there at Lindbergh and 70. Right? Am I right? Yep. Okay. So, but you were on 624, were you, uh, and, 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 but still, back in the day, there was a lot of activity on 624. I don't know if they use it anymore. Not back, at, back in the 90s. Are you sure? Yep. Now yes, there's a, I am because now, that was my little runway that I crossed over. Now there's not a there's not a lot at a lot of activity in any of the runways. It's to the point where it's got that. No, but back then it was you know Lambert was viable. When I was still flying helicopters, Lambert was always every month I would see this report come out, and Lambert was always in the top ten busiest yes, airports of the country. Right? Yes, I'm top they were. ten. Some months we were like number six or number seven, and figure in that includes like. Uh, you know, hair in Chicago and LAX and, and you know, and, and LaGuardia and JFK. And, and at the time, I don't think Hartsfield in Atlanta was super, 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 super busy, but it was getting that way. Now, I don't even think we make the top 50 anymore. I really don't. I don't think so. We, I, don't, I think uh, Chesterfield is busier than we are. <laughs> there are times when, especially, <laughs> you like, for example, this afternoon, if, and if you go out there, because all the executives are flying back in, they're real yeah. busy between like four and six o'clock, all the corporate jets are landing out there. 
But they're not even as busy anymore because, you know, uh, Bush, Anheuser-Busch has left. And uh, I read just the other day that some, who's, who's selling their hangers out there? Um, one of the big companies that just merged with, oh, 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 yeah, Monsanto selling all, the ha- all their hangers. Monsanto. Are they really? Yeah, they're getting out, you know, because once again, they got bought out by Bear. God, did, did those Bear people make the stupidest decision Wouldn't in the world? Wouldn't you love to get a hanger? Oh, my God. I, 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 I'd love, see, I'd love to live in a warehouse. A, a, a hanger would be really cool. I mean, talking about, you know, there's something to me. There's something magical about airports. And I don't care if it's Lambert or if it's Bi-State Parks, what are they called, Downtown Memorial, or, or the, 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 the one that I really love is the runway out there along 364. that parallels 364 out there uh, in Maryland Heights, Creef Corps Airport. And the problem is they let those stupid trees grow up, and you can't see the planes landing and taking off anymore when you drive along. If you're going like west on 364, it used to be, yep. you, you know, you see the, and, and that runway goes, you know, parallel to 364. And I think it'd be cool to live out there. Even even the Washmo Airport. Boy, I think it'd be cool to live there. That's that's. Actually, I actually think that they were selling a hangar over at uh, Creve Corps. Well, there's an interesting, weird story about that. I don't even find that. There was a bizarre story about the guy who owned the entire airport. It was one guy owned the entire airport, and I think his girlfriend killed him. True story. It's probably deserved. <laughs> oh, listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> Did that come out of my mouth? <laughs> I was actually. Let me see if I can find that story. Thinking I re- that hard, I just didn't know it. You know, it. I spoke it. You know, the the sad thing about it, airports are sort of like you know they're like an endangered species because they are. Nobody wants them. You know, I mean, everybody wants to travel by plane, but yet nobody wants an airport near them. And to me, it's I like I want to go by transporter. Like. Like in Star Trek or Star yep. Wars, where like you know, yep, beam me up, Scotty. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I feel like that every darn day. I've got six forty-five. I've got another new one. Thank you, Shelley. For <laughs> I'm just gonna quit talking. What's your call sign again? FA Mobile three seventeen. Okay, thank you so much. It's six forty-five. Plus one hundred seven point one. It is BS in the morning, and we are back on the Trimalcast AM thirteen fifty. Crap. FM 107.1 Westplex, and then on AM, excuse me, on FM 104.5 KSLQ. A couple things to talk about next hour. We'll talk about the uh, giant toilet bowl brush in Washmo. Thing I want to talk about right now, Shelly. What? I have to have you explain something to me. I'm really confused about something. Okay. Okay. I saw this article the other day, and I thought to myself, is this like an onion story, or is this for real? And the onion story is about a university in the state of Washington. It's, and it's called um, Western Washington University. Never heard of it before. I think That's it's, catchy. I think it's a state college or something like that. And it refers to the fact that at this university, they're having what they call affinity housing. Okay? You know what affinity housing is? Is it like a hostel? No. They have, and talks about Western Washington University has designated the fourth floor of Alma Clark Glass Hall as housing reserve for its Black Affinity Housing Program, becoming the latest school to adopt such a program. Quote, the program will explore and celebrate the diversity of Black and African American people and culture with historical and contemporary context. Western students residing in the program help foster a warm and vibrant community supporting social, personal, academic access, academic success. It's a floor with nothing but black people on it. Isn't that illegal? <laughs> I, 
that's what I I'm going like. Okay, isn't that segregation? That's what I. I'm, thank you so much. I read this and I think to myself, okay, what am I missing here? What What am I missing here? And the article goes on to say, now get this. Article goes on to say, um, here. There's another. This is this is from the website. This is more from the website from the university. Black community housing residents representing all diverse identities pride themselves on fostering a sense of belonging for all residents by creating a safe environment for open, honest, and sometimes challenging dialogue. The university hosted a webinar in April on the subject, saying that segregated living spaces gives students quote the opportunity to live in a shared space with others who have a shared identity, specifically a marginalized identity. Additionally, the university said the black student organizations and black applicants to the school have called for the housing program and defended the move as, quote, not breaking ground on something new. The controversial program segregating student housing based on race has been adopted at some other colleges, including Stanford and Cornell. I don't get, I, I, explain that to me, Okay. Here in what the, do you want to explain? Well, you said it right up front. It's segregation. Here in the, in the St. Louis area, we had busing, and it was, it was desegregation. And once again, I don't quite in, understand why segregation is bad, but now it's good. You know, I mean, and, and here's the crazy thing about it. If you, like, let's say you, let's say you were Italian, and uh, I don't know, what is your heritage? What, what, do you know what your heritage is? Uh, French and Indian. Okay. You're Indian? I am. Okay. Cherokee and Creek. Really? I didn't know that. Yes. Okay, so so your heritage, let's say you wanted to have an all-French dorm at the University of Missouri, and you can only be in that dorm if you have French heritage. Wouldn't there be people going like, hey, hold on a minute, that's not right. We're born in Spain. Why won't you let us in? Or we're we're born in Africa. We're born in, 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 in Greenland or whatever. I just, I don't get this stuff. And to me, it's like, I don't understand. It's like, it's like this, the thing for me, and I know every time I say this, people go, they roll their eyes and go like, okay, when I went to school and college, we had the Black Student Association. And a friend of mine tried to start the White Student Association. And oh my <laughs> God, did he get, get, get in trouble? He I got, bet he did. He got called in by the dean. The dean called him in. Uh, son, uh, we don't think that's proper. And he says, well, how come they can have a black student association? Why can't we have a white student? Well, uh, because of the fact that, uh, you know, and again, I'm going, okay, I don't quite get it. You know? And like, for example, now the situation with, with the whole thing we see with sexes. We don't want men and women. We want, you know, it's everybody. Yes. And remember my pronouns. When you refer to me, it's his dudeness. That's my, that's my yeah, pronoun. Yeah, his dudeness. That's going to happen. <laughs> Let me just remember that one. You don't like that? His dudeness? You're just a goofball, dude. <laughs> so, anyway, I don't understand this whole crazy thing. Um, it says, uh, American University in Washington, D.C. announced it would be offering black affinity housing after the conviction of Derek Chauvin for the murder of George Floyd. I don't get that one either. Yeah, that, that's I mean, a does that make any sense at all? After publication, Western Washington University added a section of their website's FAQ section saying the program is open to all students. WWU does not discriminate on the basis of race, the FAQ answer reads. No student is required to join the black affinity housing community, and no student is excluded from joining it. So that means if, if it's the black affinity program, if I'm a white dude and I can live in, in the black floor, that's like, okay, so then why have it? Yeah, exactly. You know, that's like saying, we're not going to discriminate against you because of the fact that you have black hair, but yet... People with blonde hair are the only ones who are going to be able to get in. 
Okay, let me think about that for a minute. You just said you're not going to discriminate against me because I have black hair, but you said only blonde people can come in. I don't understand that. Well, I didn't say all blonde people could come in. No, no, no. You know what I mean? It's just the point where I don't get it. I just don't. There's things like nowadays that I just like. I feel like my father. You know, my father was going through all these crazy, weird things. I told you about one. In the scheme of things, does it really matter? It does. It matters very much. because Why? Of, because of the fact that that gives us things to talk about on the radio. Oh, okay, so it's radio fodder. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Who knows anymore? It's just like it's just like that's like, true. Who does know anymore? It's just like if you read if you heard the latest stuff on Facebook and Twitter. What's that about the vaccine? No. If you post on your Facebook page that you know scientific evidence showed that the Pfizer vaccine is ninety five point six percent effective, you can't do that anymore. They'll take that down. Why? Because you're talking about the vaccine, and you're not allowed to do that anymore. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like, okay. So so we can't talk about the vaccine, even though that's what the president keeps telling us, we need to take the vaccine, but yet we can't talk about the vaccine on Facebook or Twitter. Sounds good. I don't understand. You know what you can talk about on Facebook? Anything I want to. <laughs> Shelly's, I, I, I went and tried to find that that comment where you said i get all my news from facebook i think myself oh my god did i say that oh you've said it several times i get all well, my well i news. know that but I... did i type it no 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 we said it on the air so i can pull it off so i can do oh, so i can oh, so i can oh, do oh. a thing like it's been months so i can Brad. do a thing like but i had a problem talking on the radios did you turn me on fa mobile 317 did you turn me on do you know who i am <laughs> Do you know who I am? I'm an FAA engineer. Ricardo. Scratch, scratch, scratch. Poof. I'm an FAA engineer. Scratch, scratch, scratch. Poof. <laughs> 6.59. Westplex 107.1, AM 1350 crap, and 104.5 KSLQ. The Trimal cast is back, Shelly. Are you the excited? Big T. Are you excited or what? I'm pretty excited. I'm not going to lie. I'm giddy as a schoolgirl. Yeah, I bet. Okay, I've got a couple things to talk about this morning, and I need your advice on situation number one. Okay. I'm still scratching my head over this one. I go to the post office yesterday to buy stamps. Oh, I got some cool new stamps. Oh, I got really cool new stamps. I love I love okay. mailing stuff. You know, nobody mails anything anymore. I mail things and people actually say, yeah. you mailed Email me something. Email is nice, but a letter is better. I, I'm telling you. You know, it's one of those things where sometimes in our business, if you do things differently, people notice. And nowadays- They absolutely do. Everybody emails. So when I send somebody like a, a card in the mail, people go, wow, you sent me a card. Okay. So I go to the post office yesterday, and nice lady works at the counter. You know, she's behind 42 inches of plexiglass. And right. I walk up there, and she tells me how much it is, and I pull out the money, and I put it on the counter. And she says, I will tell you right now, I'll give you a break this time, but we're not allowed to pick up money off the counter. How are you supposed to give it to her? <laughs> I said to her, I said, what? She goes, we're not allowed to pick up money off the counter. You have to hand it to me. So did you pick it up and hand it to her? No, she picked it up and took it. She said, oh, okay. she says, she says, I'll do it this time, but the next time I won't. I'm going, okay, now explain that one to me. In the era of COVID things, wouldn't it make more sense if I put it down on the counter? 
So her her hand would never get close to my hand. You know what I'm saying? If I'm handing her something, there's a chance that, oh, my God, her hand might come in contact with my hand. And that wouldn't be right, right? Because we touch skin to skin. It wouldn't be good. Germs. Dr. Fauci would be there. I can't believe you let him touch you. You know, so I'm going like, can you explain that one to me? No. <laughs> if there's anybody from the post office who works at the Postal Service and can explain that to me, text me or call me at 314-280-8880. I'm just like, that one just, I'm going, okay, I'm scratching my head on that one. I don't really understand. And I'm thinking to myself, I could have said to her, okay, can you explain that to me? I'm going like, nah, I'm not going to do that because then she might think I was a jerk. You know, well, explain that to no, me. No, she would never. <laughs> Yeah, she would. <laughs> Nobody would ever think that of you, Brad. Okay. <laughs> Money on the counter at post office. Okay, that's number one. Number two. Number two has got four things to talk about this morning. Number two is today is day one, October 1st. It's day one of my Little Debbie diet. I'm going to eat <laughs> nothing but Little Debbie's all month long. That's going to be what I'm going to eat. I already ate my breakfast, which was two luscious fall party cakes. Oh, my God. I brought those back from. I have to tell you something. I brought. Are those pumpkin spice? No, they're they're my favorite. They're all time favorite. It's the way little Debbie should be. They've got chocolate icing. They've got two layers of white cake, and they got the chocolate, you know, layer between the two layers. Oh my god! And they got sprinkles, and because of the fact it's fall party cake, the sprinkles are orange, red, and yellow. Oh my god! They're so good. Fall party cakes. So for the next. 31 days, I am eating nothing but Little Debbie's. Morning, noon, I'm and cool night. I'm cool with that. Morning, noon, and night. It's all I'm going to eat. And I weighed in this morning, so I have my baseline weight. So I will weigh in every morning. I have a really good scale. Matter of fact, I had a really nice scale, but when I started doing the fast food me diet, I bought an even better scale. I've got the exact same scale that's in most doctors' office. It's and it, what's interesting is now made in 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 Springfield or someplace out there, Marshall, Missouri, something like that. It's near it's near Springfield. It's uh, two companies merged together: the Detecto Scale Company and the Cardinal Scale Company. It's now Cardinal Detecto, and Detecto has been making you know health scales, physician scales for years and years and years. And mine is the great big old monster ones. I even got the height rod, but I didn't put it on there. You know, you know how the height rod they put you pull that up and I do. Like they put your head and you see how tall you are. Because I'm shrinking and I don't want to know how much I'm shrinking. So I didn't put the height rod on there. So but I you have just my just straighten up your back. I have my I can't do that anymore. I have my baseline so I'm eating nothing but little Debbies for the next and the the website will be up over the weekend. I'll have the special website up over the weekend. So I will I will I'll show my progress every single day about how I'm doing with the Little Debbie diet. Okay, that's number two. Number three, Cool Valley. I heard this yesterday. The mayor of Cool Valley has announced, and if you know we're cool, you know when I was a kid, I always thought that would be, man, I'd love to live in Cool Valley. I mean, showing my age, there used to be a store down there called EJ Corvettes. Do you remember this? I do. And and I thought to myself, man, I'd love to live in Cool Valley. What a, you know, where do you live? I live in Cool Valley. Whoa, man, you live in Cool Valley? Yeah, hey, we're all cool, man. We're, you know, we ain't fools. We're cool. We live in Cool Valley. The mayor of Cool Valley announced yesterday that everyone in Cool Valley, all 1,500 households, and they're not individuals but households, each household will get a piece of Bitcoin. Oh, they shouldn't have. <laughs> but once again, I'm going like, and they say they're going to have a special seminar to explain to people what Bitcoin is and what they can do with it. 
and they've, they're supposed to open up some account so they can hold their Bitcoin. And everybody in Cool Valley gets, gets and I, once again, I don't know how much because it depends. You know, Bitcoin fluctuates every day, almost like hourly, how much it's worth. But why would you do that? Why would you just I give? I have no idea. Why would you just give them money? If you're going to give stuff away, I mean, obviously the cities had to buy the Bitcoin. And once again, one Bitcoin, what's, what's, what, what's one Bitcoin worth today? Let me look at this. It's not dollar for dollar. Oh, I know that. It's like super expensive. Uh, Bitcoin uh, price. Bitcoin price today is $47,665.20 United States dollars. So one Bitcoin equals, so they're not giving away, not everybody's getting one Bitcoin. They get $47,000. I'd, I'd move to Cool Valley to, today if that was the case. $47,655.20 right now is the current. And and it's it's I'm looking at the chart. It's been all over the place this month. At one point in time it was almost 54,000. Uh matter of fact, holy cow, in the last couple of last week it's gone from from uh almost under 40,000. Looks like it was right at $40,000. Now it's at 47,000. Anyway, I don't quite understand that. I mean, A, how do they get Bitcoin? B, how are you giving it to the people and see where does the money where is the city coming is that tax dollars i don't know and by the way i actually have four uh, five things to talk about okay that's number three number four is do you know what happens today what today is the day where the new gas tax kicks in in missouri two and a half cents a gallon really yes two and a half and what is that going to do for us The interesting thing is that that it 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 you know once again it's the goofy thing with the with the gas tax. It's been on the ballot I don't know several times in the last ten years, and we've always shot it down. And Dave Schatz, who is the head of the Senate in the state of Missouri, who is a big rich dude who lives out in Franklin County, did you know the Franklin County Central Committee in in uh, Franklin County? Oh, that would make sense. The Franklin County Central Committee disowned him as a Republican. Really? Yeah, because once again, here we go. What are the Republicans? Here, we talk about this all the time. Here's my, my thumbnail sketch of Republicans. Republicans want more guns and less abortions. And Democrats want more abortions and less guns. And, and let's, let's throw that back in there. Okay, we have Democrats who want more abortions, less guns, and more taxes. And Republicans want less abortions, more guns, and less taxes. So the goofy thing about this is... and you think I'm kidding. I'm not. You can, and the, when they put this thing through, and I've heard these guys on the radio talk about that. I heard these guys interviewed who voted for this. Well, you can get your money back. Do you know the story on this? I do not. If you keep all your receipts for the entire year, starting today, and you keep all your receipts, they've printed a special form. The Missouri Department of Revenue has a special form that you have to file and you take all your receipts and you calculate all the gallons of gas you bought. Like, let's say over the course of a year, you've got 100 gallons of gasoline, okay, which would not be very much because I think yesterday I went through 20 gallons just in one day, but that's a whole other story because I had to do, go to the transmitter. I had to go to two transmitter sites. Oh, anyway, so let's say you had 100 gallons per, per, per year and you have to have all the receipts. You have to send that to the Department of Revenue and they will give you a two and a half cent um, rebate on every gallon. So in other words, if you sent all those forms in, sent the form in with your with your attached receipts, you would get, what, 100 times 22.5 cents would be $2.25? Is 
No, that would be, you'd get, no, that would be for 10. <clears throat> so you'd get, yeah, that'd be right. Yeah, $2.25. If it were 10 gallons, it would be, it would be, hold on, am I doing that wrong? $2.25 for a gallon. Each gallon would be, you'd get two and a half cents. So 10 gallons would be 22, yeah, that'd be $225. No, $2.25, right? Help me with this. You know I don't do numbers. Hold on, man. Let me just do this. You know, I heard a guy yesterday talk about how the United States is so stupid in math. I'm thinking to myself, yeah, man, I'm, I agree with that. I'm bad with math. Uh, I used to be good with Most math. Most men are bad at math and spelling. I got auto check or auto spell. Watch. Okay, 0. 0.25 times 100. I get $2.50 back. Okay. Explain. Sounds like it, it's worth the well, to dollar ratio. But no, explain that. Why would you give I a tax? I can't explain it. That would be like at the end of the year, if you did your income tax, like, okay, at the end of the year, if you paid in $25,000 in in income tax, you know, you made $100,000, you made $25,000 in income tax, send us a form and we'll give you back your money. Okay. Why wouldn't everybody do that? You, know, if you get all your money back. You know, it's just a crazy, stupid thing. And you know what? It's for the highways. It's for the highways. Now, the crazy thing about this is, let's say, and you hear all the car manufacturers talk about, by the year 2030, we won't have, all our cars will be electric. Nobody's going to be paying taxes anymore. How are they going to keep the roads up if everybody switches over to electric? Toll roads. Ah, don't even say that. 64 a toll road. They keep talking about wanting to do that on 70. I mean, like, you know. 70? Like, oh, yeah. 70 shouldn't be a toll road. No, 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 no. They're talking about they would make 70 a toll road. I think the original proposal I saw was from Forestell out to Oak Grove in the Kansas City area, which is like, you know, Forestell oh, is like. Oh, that would be okay for a toll road. In, in but I think that they should make 364 a toll road, even well, if it's just for a nickel. Trust me, there shouldn't be any toll roads because, A, we pay for that with our – it's a use tax. You pay for that with your license plates, right? You pay for yes. that with your with your gas tax. Why should you be charged again? That would be like you go into the store and, and, and you know, you check out at the checkout stand and you go to Schnucks and you, ch you know, you check out and you, you know, $32.50. And as you go out to the parking lot, a guy stops you and goes, ma'am. I'm sorry, but there's a $5 charge for the cart. And you go, well, it didn't say anything. Like, well, here, here, give me $5. You give him $5. Then you go out to the parking lot, and there's a guy standing by your car. Ma'am, I'm sorry, but there's a $10 parking fee on the parking lot here at Schnucks. And you go, well, nobody told me that. You give him $10. Bucks. You know, you're already paying for Schnucks parking lot and their shopping carts by the profit they make with their use, by them selling you goods. Get what I'm saying? Yes. So why do we have the stupid, you know, gas tax on top of why? Why do you have a toll roads? And once again, they always talk about, well, we're only going to have the tolls for like five years. Yeah, right. Show me where that's worked. You know, there's places around the country that talk about. Like, yeah, that's what they used to say about the Oklahoma Turnpike. And <laughs> right. You that's not the case. You, it's still going strong. You 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 drove that when you were in Oklahoma City, right? Every weekend. Right. And once again, they said that when they put, and you're exactly right. I remember that. They talked about, I have a friend of mine in lived in Oklahoma. He talked about that. They yep. said, well, we're, we're, after so many years, we don't have to pay anymore. Yeah, right. Guess what? You're always going to pay. They're, they're going to say, well, you know, we didn't figure in the fact that, that we had to have these fancy offices and we had to have, pay our people lots of money. So we got to keep those tolls going. Okay. So final thing to talk about this morning is the giant toilet bowl brush. 
the big okay. the big stink in Washmo is, and I'm trying to get to the bottom of this. Trying <laughs> of to get to the, you are. No, I'm trying to get to the bottom of this. Get a toilet bowl brush. Trying to get to the bottom yeah, of this. Yeah, okay. I get it. They put a cell tower in the east part of Washington. <laughs> and it's one of those. St- Where's that? It's one of those. It's like over, it'd be like near Inter- International Drive, you know where that's, oh, that's at. It's, it's, in Washmo? Yeah, if you come into Washmo on Highway 100, it's on the east side of 100. It's over there, sort of behind. Oh, yes, yes, yes. It's, it's Is sort it of, a tree? Yes, it's one of the stupid disguise antennas. And it looks stupid. It looks stupid with a capital S. And what's interesting to me is there's a group called I Grow Up in Washmo on Facebook. And everybody's complaining about this. And they have pictures of it. And what's funny to me is, and I'll look at this picture. I looked at it right now. Here's a picture someone look, took. It looks like they might be driving down 5th Street, okay? And they're driving toward this toilet bowl brush that sticks in the air. And what's interesting is, the caption is, it doesn't just look horrible. But what's funny about it is, if you look at the picture, you see not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, but six utility poles, six electric poles with wires hanging down and wires across the street. And nobody notices those. See, this is the thing that always drives me crazy. Once again, I'm a broadcaster. We use towers. Towers are not eyesores. And once again, what's interesting to me, the same... Towers are a thing of beauty. The same people that complain about, my cell phone doesn't work here. And if the company comes like, well, we'll put a cell tower there. No, I don't want a cell tower near my house. Just fix it. Guess what, ma'am? If you want service at your house, we'll have to put a cell tower. No, no, no. I don't want to look out the window and see that cell tower, but make my phone work. It's like, you don't quite understand. You know, if you want cell service, we have to put these towers up. And once again, the goofy thing about it is I have a sneaking suspicion that the neighbors complained and they went to planning and zoning and we don't want that cell tower in our neighborhood. And they said, well, we'll make it a disguise mount, make it look like a big tree. Remember there was one over there in O'Fallon uh, between, um, it was between Mexico and, and Veterans Memorial Parkway. As a matter of fact, it was just north I of do. Mexico. And they took it down. It's gone. But it was like, and the crazy thing about it is it was a disguise. They called them a disguise antenna. And what happened instead? It drew your, I I don't know. It drew your attention to it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It does. Okay. Because it looks so freaking stupid. Perfect example. And here's another interesting story. In West County. They put up all these monopole cell towers. And once again, I think it was in Ellisville and a couple other Baldwin, a couple places. And they made the cellular companies. We don't want the people complaining about the fact that it looks like a cell tower. We're going to make it look like a big giant flagpole. So they've made them. And there's one of them right there in 94, that storage place right there in 94 between uh, Kisker and uh, Mid Rivers. And they got a flag on it, okay? Do you know the problem with that is this is this is I actually have a storage unit there. This is the law of unintended consequences. What's that? The people complained about the fact that they did not want that ugly cell phone tower near their house and they wanted to make it look nice, so they wanted to have it lit and they wanted to have a flag on it, okay? A it lit it lit up their neighborhood at night. People complain, "Well, I the light light shines in my window." And B have you ever been around a flagpole that has a big old monster flag on it when it's windy? 
It makes a lot of noise. A lot of noise. The flag it flapping. Does. It sounds the, like a the, tornado. The hardware, you know, like the rope, you know, banging against the, the mast and the hardware clanging and stuff like that. The law of unintended consequences. So they put these cell towers up in certain neighborhoods out in West County. And then people complain, it's too noisy. The flag, it, it's lit up at night. Uh, uh, it, I can't sleep because the light shines in my window and I hear that flag flapping all night long. Ladies and gentlemen. There's this thing called cellular technology, and it requires <laughs> antennas yeah. in the air. And if you want your damn cell phone to work, you know... I'm sorry, what? If you want your damn cell phone to work, okay. let, let them put up a tower near your house. Stop complaining. You know, I told you, it's like the friend of mine years ago that he said, <laughs> I'll never forget this. <laughs> he said, there's two classes of people that live in cities nowadays. I go, yeah, well, who's that? He says, there's the NIMBYs and the caves. And the NIMBYs are not in my backyard, okay? And the caves are citizens against virtually everything. And he gave the example, like, let's say Cool Valley. There's probably somebody in Cool Valley is going like, hey, they're going to give us Bitcoin? I'm against that. I'm protesting. I don't want to have any money. And his, I, his point was, this is way before Bitcoin, if the city, and I won't say city he was in, uh, and it starts with an O and it has an apostrophe, but I won't say what city it is. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you get that, Shelly? I absolutely got that. <laughs> I caught it, but I dropped it. FA Mobile 317. Okay, good. <laughs> he said that if the city like discovered like a pot of gold somewhere, if they're digging up a road to put in to put in like a like a you know a drainage ditch or something like that, and the backhoe hit like a big old you know big old like old safe and it was filled with gold bouillon or something like that, that the city if the city said, well we found you know ten million dollars, so we're going to divide it up and each citizen gets ten thousand dollars, there would be people showing up at city hall. We don't think it's right. You're giving everybody ten thousand dollars. We don't we 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 don't want that money. You want know citizens against virtually everything. So the people in Washmo, first off, and what they don't understand about it is, you know what's so crazy about the stupid toilet bowl brush antennas? A, what? they cost more money. B, they're hard to maintain. C, it cuts down on the signal from both receiving and transmitting from the, from the antenna. And D, it's stupid looking. So why don't you suddenly put up a tower? You know, don't put a stupid toilet bowl brush on the top of it. Yeah, that's pretty true. And once again, look at next time you're driving down, and see, this is interesting. We've gotten so accustomed to not seeing all these. Like, for example, when you drive down 364, you got the big old monstrous high-voltage lines that run along 364. You know, they start yes, there. Yes, you do. You know, and, like, and once again, it's like, okay, people talk about, well, I don't want a cell phone tower near 364. It cut down on the, on the view. Okay, you got those big old monster electric poles that are like 200 feet tall. They're all up and down 364. Uh, I want to be able to drive along at night and see the sunset. Yeah, right. Okay, next. <laughs> Move on. I got oh, a, look, it's 725. I got all that off my chest. I feel much better. Do you? Yeah. Good. That's, a, that's what we're all about. 725. What is it again now? 725. But I had a problem talking on the radios. <laughs> That's a great one. Westplex 107.1. It is BS the morning. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. And we together make BS. And we're on three different stations. Westplex 107.1, AM 1350 Crap, and Westplex 107.1. Did I give that one? And 104.5 KSOQ. Okay. I just tried to call Angie. Let me see if I can get her again. Um, I went to her voicemail. Let me see if I can get one more time. We're trying to call Angie Harness, who's going to give us the update on the oh, Nelly House. 
Angie. I am so sorry. Yeah, I got it again. She must be still on the line. Um, she said that, uh, let's talk for a minute. I'll give it one more shot. Um, the update, if you know what we're talking about, this this house, which has gotten all sorts of national publicity, owned by Nellie. It's a way out in West County. Actually, it's sort of on the border between Wildwood and Eureka. I don't know exactly if it's actually technically in Wildwood or Eureka. But there's all sorts of weird stories floating around on the Internet. It talks about, like, Shelly, or not Shelly, Nellie. You're Shelly. He's Nellie. Uh, Nellie got this house and trashed it. And I've heard four different... I don't think that's the case, actually. Well, I know that's not the case, but that's what these people yeah. are putting on the stupid stories. You know, these people are writing these internet stories. Remember, I read you the one that talks about, like, you know, it's one of these stupid, you know, uh, um, you know, um, uh, clickbait stories where it's going like, if you want to find out about this, you know, remember we read the thing, I was out in the woods one day. Yes, know, I remember Walking that. along and came by this, this, this house and couldn't believe it was in the middle of nowhere well hold on i think this is her do they not know who you are hey angie is that you that is me hey brad how are you hey fine you're on the air is that okay cool what's that i said i got you on the air just want to make sure you know we were on the air right now oh perfect <laughs> okay okay i was just giving the explanation of how this the nelly house has turned into like this international story where uh, Shelly and I read this story on the air one day about how, you know, I was walking through the woods one day, and I came out of the woods, and here was this old mansion that was in bad shape. And once again, it's not like in the middle of the woods. It's, is it technically in Wildwood or in, or in Eureka? Uh, technically, oh my gosh, you would ask me that. I believe it's, I think it's, and I just pulled it up and looked at it, and I'm sitting out on an appointment. I will tell you in just a second. I believe it's in the Eureka. It's, I think it's both. But hold on. And, and I can tell you. The story on it is that the house was built, what, 1998, I believe? Wasn't that the date it was built? Uh, that sounds about right. And somehow or another, in the early 2000s, Nellie bought it. And if I believe the story I've heard is he bought it for his sister. Is that what you heard? Um, I heard he bought it to... I, I read somewhere where he bought it to rehab it. Who knows? So, anyway, the story was, it goes on the market, what, four, five, six months or so ago? It went actually on the market. It, it was under contract in February. So it went on the market as a new listing February 9th. February 9th. And, yep. And it went on the market oh, for no, what? no, 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 hold on. That's wrong. No. February, uh, it went on the market, uh, Bergman Cadillac, um, on February 11th. February 11th. So, and, uh -huh. and it was under contract on February 19th, and they just closed on September 23rd. Wow. Now, why did it take so long to close? No idea. Um, I really don't know. It, it, it could have been, yeah, I, I really don't know. And and originally it went on the... You would have to would have to call the listing agent <laughs> um, to see if they can tell you that. Um, I don't know. And that's something they, that they necessarily would not tell you. In other words, it's their discretion if they want to tell you that or not, correct? Well, it's, up to, well, it's also, you know, there's, you know, there's confidentiality as well. So, and they might not know. I mean, I guess they would have to because there's listing agents. But, you know, if, if it's, you know, someone's personal 
you know, reasoning, yeah, they're not gonna they're not gonna disclose that, nor should they. Right. Now it went on the market for five hundred ninety nine thousand, correct? Uh huh. And what did it sell for? It closed at nine hundred and eighty two thousand five hundred dollars. I say that's the deal of the century. What do you think? Well, I mean, I think it's, I think it's, the house is a lot of work. So it's definitely going to take a pretty significant investment. But yeah, I think whatever got it probably got a, what I would say is a fair deal. I mean, when you look at the house, um, just the, even the, the basic, in my opinion, the, the basic design of it is, is kind of dated itself. Um, so it's going to take quite a bit to get it to where it's going to be, you know, I mean, where it's going to be magnificent, I guess. But but it's on what, was it 11 acres, I think it was? Yeah, it's, it's, that's, and that's the kicker right here. I mean, you've got a beautiful piece of land, it's 12 acres, um, and it is, so it's wild wood. And then it's in the uh, Eureka area, so that's what it is. So the municipality of Wildwood and in the Eureka area. And it sits way up on a bluff. It overlooks the the, the Merrimack River. Yeah. If you if you were going to buy like an acre in that property, what I mean, like I know it's tough, but approximately, what would an acre of property out in there in that area co- cost you? Oh my gosh, uh, <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't even begin to think about it. Yeah, the value of this, definitely the value is in the land. Um, and I apologize. I was planning on doing a little bit of more research for you before I got on, but we did not have time for that today. <laughs> well, but as a real estate agent, when you saw that come on, and you and I, we had you on the air a couple times to talk about this. I mean, wh- I mean, it made international news because it was on the it was on the market for six hundred thousand dollars and people are going like okay now hold on what's wrong with it what was the why is it only six hundred thousand dollars because if you go to some areas of the country six hundred thousand dollars gets you a closet you know what i'm saying oh yeah absolutely well you are a busy um, yeah, woman for more than that to be honest with you i thought to myself is go like you know million five or something like that well it's gonna take well again it's gonna take you know who knows you know how much it's gonna take to bring it up to um you know up to the the standard of the area right so it's gonna take a very significant investment to do that yeah i mean and there's and you know we only have the pictures of the house so there's no telling you know how expensive the repairs need to be made i mean you've got a home that's Right. And they're telling how much it's going to need. Yeah, you deal with mold and all sorts of problems like that, right? Well, essentially, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You've got a property that's been closed up for a long time, so there can be a lot of things going on there. So, Angie, the real estate market has been crazy the last three, four months. Where are we at right now? So it's shifting. Um, we are seeing 
the percentage of multiple offers have dropped. Um, we're seeing uh, properties actually, you know, sell for asking price. We're seeing, I'm getting a lot of emails from other agents with, you know, price adjustment, which is a nice way of saying we lowered the price because they were listed too high. So we're seeing a lot of that. Um, it's still, inventory is still skinny, um, but prices are, are starting to level out, which is good for buyers. Uh, going to take some of the pressure off of people. Interest rates are still low, so it's still a great time to buy. And it's still a great time to sell. I mean, even though you're, you know, you might be less, and it, and it comes down to the micro market. You have to get really granular and look at what area is the home in, what subdivision is, is it in, what's the location like, what are all the factors, uh, and look at that because you can have one area you know, there's still those properties that are selling for significantly above list and getting multiple offers, and it's and it's just very specific. Gotcha. If if someone want to contact you about buying or selling their home, how would they get a hold of you? They could reach me at six three six eight five six six four eight five. Again, that is six three six eight five six six four eight five. And you are with Keller Williams. Uh, which which one? I'm out of the Carolyn Chesterfield Market Center, and I live in Wentzville, so I do a lot. Uh, the bulk of my business is in St. Charles County. I also sell, um, you know, basically up and down the I-40 corridor. Cool, cool. Well, thank you so much. Appreciate the, inf- the information on this. I found the whole thing fascinating, and quite honestly, I think whoever bought it for just under a million dollars got a heck of a deal. Yeah, well, we'll see how much it costs yeah. to get, yeah. it, get it up and going. <laughs> yep. But if they're going to keep it for a while, uh, then they'll, they'll definitely have their investment back out of it. And, of course, they have the, the history and the notoriety of owning uh, yeah. know, the famous uh, Nellie's house. So that's kind of cool. Right. I would think that would be worth quite a lot, that in itself. Mm-hmm. Hey, Angie, thank you so much. Have a good day. And uh, are you going on a listing or a, uh, or a uh, selling appointment? I'm actually going on a selling appointment. I have a buyer. He... Uh, goes to work early and he likes to look at houses at 8 a.m. So that's what we're doing. Sell, sell, sell. Sell that house. That's right. <laughs> okay. Talk to you later. Thanks, Brad. Bye, Bye, girl. What a good lady she is. Um, huh? I I said, what a good lady she Isn't is. Isn't she amazing? Yeah, she's she's a sharp lady. Uh, she really is. She's such a sultry minx. And she's, <laughs> sultry minx. she's an amazing <laughs> agent. I, I think that house went, the Nelly house, I think it went cheap. You know, I mean, and it's, it's it's interesting. She said it looks dated. Okay, I think it looks cool as hell to tell you the truth. I mean, it sits up on a bluff. It's got like, oh, man, you know, I guess you you know what's interesting to me. What's that? Here's what I find fascinating about real estate. What's S- that? Someone who would look at the Nelly house and say it looks dated will buy a crappy old house in Webster Groves or Kirkwood. Oh, it's it's so cute. Oh yeah, right. It's so cute. Ouch. No, I'm sorry. I don't I don't get that. I don't get the whole Webster Groves Kirkwood thing. I never will. Nothing against Webster Groves or Kirkwood. And you know it's interesting. I got in discussion just last week about somebody like this. They were saying, Oh my god, if I had my my druthers, I'd live in Webster Groves or Kirkwood. I'm going like, so you want to live in urban sprawl? They go, No, it's not urban sprawl. Back in the day, it was. You know? Yeah, that's true. In the day, I mean, it was. Back in the day, he, the people were moving, moving way out to Kirkwood. Oh, my God, it's way out there. Kirkwood, Webster Groves, oh, my God, you got to pack up lunch to drive out to Kirkwood. 
God, now people drive, you know, you know, my, my mom. Well, that's used, what they say about crossing the green bridge. My mom used to teach up in North County. She was a teacher and she taught at what used to be uh, the Kirby Junior High, which most recently was Hazelwood East Junior High. And yep. I don't know what it is yep. now. They shut it down or something else. I don't know. It's right there on 367 and 270. And she used to teach with a guy who lived in, what is that? Almost all the way Columbia, Missouri. I mean, it was like it was like it was like near Kingdom City, and he drove that every day. I mean, it took him an hour and a half because you figure once he got into the St. Louis on seventy, then he had to go up north on two seventy, and then he had to go east on you know east on two seventy all the way to three sixty seven. Get off at of three sixty seven, go up to the first traffic light, you know, make a right, do a U turn, come back down, oh, you know, Dunn Road, and bang. I'm going like, holy crap! I mean, but yet we're in a market where it's not unusual for a lot of people to have, you know, 30, 40 minute commutes and people talk about, oh my God, 30 minute commute. You go to LA or New York, that's like nothing. You know, I mean, people spend like an hour and a half, two hours in traffic on it, you know, on the, on the freeways in LA, you know, I mean, like average commute in LA is like an hour and 10 minutes. Can you believe that? I do. That's the average. And yet here in St. Louis, an hour and 10 minutes, you could be like, let's say you lived in Wentzville. You could you could almost live in Columbia, you know, because if you figure if if you drove like the Shelley way, if you drove 100 miles an hour, you know, <laughs> you could go from Columbia to Wentzville. SMH, Brad, SMH. In about an hour, right? Okay, it's <laughs> it's 748. 748. Westplex 107.1 AM 1350 crap and 104.5 KSOQ back with the Trimal Gas. Thank woot, you, woot. thank you, CenturyLink. It only took almost two weeks to get our internet fixed at the transmitter site. And it, you know, it must have been that call I made. It, and it wasn't just us; it was like a whole bunch of people. It was like yeah. it was like like hundreds of people. No internet for almost two weeks. Okay, see how we've changed. You know, thirty years ago, no internet. People go, "What's internet?" You know. <laughs> right? Yeah. Now it's like I need my internet. 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 Okay. All things we've talked about this morning. One last thing. I read this fascinating article about the supply chain problem and the shipping problem. And this talked specifically about the cargo ships. You know, the ships we talked the other day about uh, each each uh, what is each cargo ship, container ship has like a thousand shipping containers, each of which is like 40 feet long. And what would see, each one will hold like what we figured 12,000 boxes of shoes, shoe boxes, something yeah. like that. Okay. It talked about these crazy international regulations about some of the ports will not allow the people on the ships to disembark from the ships. And some of the people, when they have gone, like the, you know, the guys, the, the guys and gals who are working on the ships, the captains and the, you know, the cargo people and stuff like that, the people that keep the ships running, they talk about that the regulations internationally, they don't recognize different countries' vaccinations. And the one guy has been vaccinated six times. To go with different countries? Yes, exactly. So in other words, he gets vaccinated in like, let's say, country A. And then, he, you know, in his ship, he goes to country B. And before they let him get off the ship, he has to be vaccinated. So he gets vaccinated again, twice. So that's now he's up to four times. Then he goes to country C. And country C says, we don't recognize the vaccines from country A or country B. So you have to get vaccinated. So he's been vaccinated six times. I'm thinking to myself, okay, 
I wonder what that's going to do to him. You know, you know. Yeah, exactly. Is, is I wonder like, how much is enough. Yeah, I wonder like if it's like an overdose or something like that. You know, yeah, I mean, it's yeah, like yeah. it's like medicine. You take some medicine, you get better. He's you take too throw much like medicine. Three heads. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, three heads. Well, he already has two, but that's a whole other story. Anyway, um, did I say that? <laughs> Seven fifty-five. <laughs> that was not me. Okay. That's all I'm going to say but, about that. And it talked about how how the problem is, and get this, some of the people who are on these ocean-going vessels, you know, the cargo container ships, have not been off the ship for a year and a half. Oh, oh, heck no. <laughs> no. They won't no, let no, them no, off. No. They won't let them off the ship. Because once it, it's sort of like, for example, we talked about earlier this week, as of like Wednesday, there were 62 cargo ships sitting off the West Coast in California trying to get into uh, the Long Beach area, and which is one of the cargo terminals, and and then L.A. L.A. has a, a, a terminal as well too. Car, you know, uh, cargo, uh, you know, a dock and all that kind of stuff. There's, right. What I say, thirty-two ships or stuff like that, and it's some of these. A bunch. And what's interesting is they talked about the sailors who are on these ships typically sign contracts, and they agree to like work for like six months and stuff like that. Some of these guys are like two to ten months over on their contract. So in other words. Like what I said, you know, they sign like a six-month contract, and they're on the ship for like 18 months. They're like a year long. I'm thinking to myself. I wonder if they're getting like advanced pay. Well, I mean, but still. Or they're probably not like us, are they? I mean, I mean, how would you like, I mean, think about it for a minute. It would be sort of like, I still say that when they happened that I, you know, remember they called the disaster cruise when those cruise ships lost their engines and people were like laying on the decks. You know, there was no yes. food and the toilets were overflowing. I'm thinking to myself. I want to be on that ship. That's the ship I want to be on. I don't want to be on some nice ship where everything works. I want to be on a ship where the engines stop and we're adrift in the Gulf of Mexico. That's the ship I want to be on. And I can come back and, well, you're not going to believe what happened on my vacation. I was on this cruise ship and the engines blew out. <laughs> it was great. You are such a goober. That's where I want to be. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to have any good things happen. I want to be on a bus trip where the bus breaks down. We all have to walk somewhere. That's one Because that's the kind of vacation you remember. I remember on vacation, I can tell you a true story. On vacation with my with my wife, and I can't, can't remember how, how many kids I had at the time, maybe two, maybe one, maybe one, maybe only my oldest son. And we went and visited uh, my wife's, uh, um, her, she worked for a, a set of doctors, his and her doctors, they were married. And we went to their condo down off of a Longboat Key in Sarasota. And it was there was a hurricane coming in. And as we're in her living room, the wind kicked up and blew out all the windows. In, oh, dude. Uh, 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 true story. Blew out all the windows. This big gust of wind came and blew out all the windows, and my son was sitting by the window covered in glass. Nothing happened to him, thank God. But it was like, and I'll never forget that. I'm thinking to myself, wow. And, and so we helped her. We helped her clean up. We got brooms and stuff like that. And she had those hurricane shutters. So we, we pulled the hurricane shutters down. So at least it wasn't like the rain and the wind was blowing in. But it blew the windows out while we were sitting there, literally sitting in her living room, and the windows blow out. I'm thinking to myself, now that was a vacation. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it was. 7.58. It was. Okay, we're done. Uh, have a good we day. We are. So, everybody, it's been a lovely week. Uh, sorry about yesterday. And um, have a great weekend. It's going to be amazing. So, uh, BS in the morning. Brad, you have a good weekend. Bye, Shelly. Bye, Brad.